The fact that we need to have this last episode of the series at all reveals how far our culture has gone to make it more normal to have a penis that has been cut than one that hasn't. Doctors don't know how to care for them. Nurse practitioners don't. Nurses don't. Moms don't. Dads don't. Just peruse some of the intact Facebook groups that have discussions about how to care for intact boys, people who are trying to learn how to do it a different way. And so much of the conversation is moms who want to break from this cultural norm, but they're afraid to because they don't know how to care for it. So today, let's get rid of that worry. Let's learn how simple it is to care for an intact penis. And if you're one of the people that does decide to have your baby circumcised, we're also going to discuss very briefly how to care for that and also how to educate the doctors if you do have an intact boy to make sure that when you're going for your well baby checks, no damage gets done. Let's go. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. You would think that this episode is going to be some groundbreaking thing by the way the world talks about caring for an intact penis on a baby boy. People who don't know any better will regard intact penises as some nasty thing that must have special attention given to it to keep it from being so gross. But y'all, that is just not true. Let's consider real quick the female counterpart, the vagina. Do we think that that's gross because it's all closed up and dark and moist in there? Do we think we need to stick things in there to clean them out or squirt something in there to wash it? Well, in the past, people have, but hopefully by now, they've figured it out that that's not needed. I I sure hope that everybody listening to this has figured that out. But what you got to realize is the penis and the foreskin is really no different. So first, we're going to talk about how to clean and care for an intact penis. Then we're going to talk about how to manage doctor visits for your boy who is intact. And then we'll talk about how to care for a circumcised penis in case that is what you end up deciding. So first, how to clean an intact penis. Ready? Drum roll. You just wash it. Seriously. Treat it like a finger. You just wash it. Warm water, soap, some places I read just say to rinse it. It's not a big deal. You don't ever for, uh, retract the foreskin. That's, that's the big one there. 
Some people think that you need to pull back that foreskin to get it clean on the inside, but I'll refer you back to what we just said. You don't pull back things and try to reach up inside of a vagina to clean it. It's covered for a reason, and the same is true for the head of the penis. It is covered for a reason. And remember back in, I believe it was the first episode of the series, where we talked about the adhesions that exist between the glands of the penis, which is the head and the foreskin, those adhesions are still there. Remember that. So you don't ever, ever, ever want to forcibly retract that foreskin. You don't want to retract it at all, actually. Remember when I went through the procedure for how a circumcision is done, they forcibly get rid of those adhesions to remove the foreskin. So just remember, those are there. They're there for a reason. They don't need to be removed. They don't need to be forced. It doesn't need to be forced back. None of that needs to happen at all. You just leave it in place, clean the outer part of it like a finger. Okay? It's really serious and really important not to retract. Those adhesions are going to be there for a long time. On the early end, some babies, it'll start to pull back a little bit by six months, but usually it's closer to one, two, three, maybe even four years of age before it will start to retract on its own. This does not need to be sped up. There's nothing wrong. You just leave it be. It will release on its own as your boy gets older. Just rinse it and wash it with gentle soap and water as it is. That was groundbreaking, right? like your whole life just changed? No, no, it's really no big deal. It's like cleaning any other part of your body. But unfortunately, as I mentioned in the introduction, most providers don't really know that. They don't really know how to care for an intact penis. It's like some alien walking into their office. They don't know what to do about it. It's just some gross thing that must be pulled back and examined and cleaned and all this, right? So because they don't have the education, because they don't fully understand how to care for an intact penis in many cases, obviously this isn't every case, but a lot of them, you're going to have to really be vigilant when you go in for the well baby checks if you choose to go in for the well baby checks. They're going to want to do an exam that involves removing the diaper and probably trying to check out the penis and pull back the foreskin. So if they want to do this exam and you consent to them taking the diaper off, you need to tell them clearly in no uncertain terms that your son is intact and that the foreskin is not to be retracted for any reason. And then once you've told them that, watch them like a hawk. You stay with your boy and you make sure they don't do it. I hate to be so forceful on this point, but I have heard too many horror stories of the skin getting ripped back before mom could do anything about it. You're really better off just keeping the diaper on. Then we can make sure that nothing happens. But if it has to come off for them to examine whatever they need to examine and you consent to that, You've got to watch them. You've got to make sure that this isn't done because it can cause lasting damage. Educate them. Help them understand that your boy is normal and that what they've been taught is actually a departure from normal. They think what they've been taught is normal, but it's not. They've been taught how to care for penises that have been altered 
They have not been taught how to care for a penis that is normal. Let's change this culture to where it is normal for surgery to be done to every boy and get back to normal being a boy that is just the boy that he was born and he's allowed to have the anatomy he was born with. Shouldn't be that groundbreaking, but it is. That being said, if you are a mom who has decided to have your boy circumcised, let's talk quickly about how to care for that circumcision. If you do have a circumcision, very likely they're going to go through this with you at the hospital, but just in case they don't, I thought it would be good to go over it. First of all, think of it like any wound, any scratch, any anything that you've ever had on your body, and remember how you can put a Band-Aid or a dressing over it, and then when you go to remove it, you can rip off the scab if the scab has formed to that dressing, okay? That can and does happen to the circumcision sites on babies. So what you've got to do is put some Vaseline type of a substance or bacitracin, something like that, that has that ointment type feel over the incision isn't really the right word because it's not cutting in, but the the site where the cut has happened, you want to make sure that that area is covered with this substance before you put either a dressing or just the diaper on just to make sure that it doesn't stick because you don't want, it's going to clot, it's going to scab. That's a good thing, but you don't want to rip that off and cause bleeding or more pain and discomfort because it gets stuck. Now that site may bleed a little bit, but it really shouldn't bleed a whole lot. And you need to have a low threshold for what you will put up with when it comes to that bleeding. If you open up a diaper and you see an area on on that diaper that looks like it's had you know, some blood has been absorbed into it, not just like it's wiped off onto it, but it looks like it's kind of soaked in, go ahead and let your nurse know. Or if you've already gone home, you need to let your doctor know because those diapers these days, they are so super absorbent that they can suck all that blood away and you don't see it. And the baby's really lost more blood than you realize. So have a very low threshold for what you will tolerate when it comes to bleeding. It should be stopped by the time you go home. In fact, they probably won't let you go home if it hasn't stopped. And that's a good thing, but you still need to keep an eye on it even after you've gone home. Now that site's going to be painful for somewhere between seven to 10 days at least. So you want to be very, very gentle when cleaning it, you know, when changing diapers, when you're holding your baby, you want to be very, very gentle with that area because it's going to be sore and it's going to be tender. And just think about how you would feel and what you wouldn't want done. You, you need to be very vigilant to protect that area. You'll want to clean it with water or with baby wipes or gentle and gentle soap only really if needed, you know, when you're given a bath or something like that. If there's no signs of anything being on it, just your regular cleaning like you would do for a diaper change is fine. And just keep watch for infection. Excessive redness, oozing from the site, you know, like a yellowish kind of an oozing, things like that. Anything that you would suspect as an infection on you for some kind of a skin lesion, that's the same kind of thing you're going to want to watch for on that site. The healing of that site is going to follow a normal progression for healing. So just as I mentioned before, any kind of a cut or incision or anything like that on you that you've ever had, you know how it kind of goes through 
the process of the initial scab and then it kind of starts to granulate underneath. You get some yellowing. If there's any bruising with it, you know, the different colors of the bruising that progress, that's all normal. And then eventually the scab falls off and some, you know, new scar tissue, but new healthy tissue should be in place at that point. So that's the progression that you can expect with the circumcision as well. Okay. Hopefully that helps. I hope that you have learned a lot from this series. I cannot say that this series has been fun to do, obviously, because circumcisions are not a fun topic. However, I hope that this has empowered you to make good decisions for yourself and for your baby boy. And I hope that this will possibly change the course that your son gets to have in his life because you've gotten yourself some good information and you can make good, strong decisions that are in his best interest, not in the best interest of the cultural norms that we've become accustomed to. Again, hope you learn a lot. If you have, I hope you'll share this with your friends, family, your social media, or wherever you like to share things. Whoever you think could benefit from this information, I hope you'll share it with them. That helps me so much to reach new mamas who could benefit from the content that I post on this podcast. And I will see you guys right back here next Tuesday with an interview that I think you're going to love. I'm so excited to share it with you. You're going to learn so much. And so be sure to be looking for that new episode to post next Tuesday. And y'all have a great, great day. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.